Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, August 16th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, uh, all Camp Ryan Day has played close to the vest. He's going back to spring. Who the starting quarterback was going to be? Everybody assumed it was going to be Justin Fields. He, Ryan Day says he's going to make a decision on Monday. That doesn't mean he's going to announce his decision, but I think he will. I think he will announce it on Monday, and I think it will be Justin Fields. Uh, your thoughts on the situation? I think it's absolutely going to be Justin Fields. I think we knew this for a while now, but even Ryan Day's comments the other day when when you asked him about the quarterback situation and he said that he wasn't quite ready yet, but that he thought he would be by Monday, you know, he quickly went into talking about Justin Fields unprompted. Um, Justin's practicing at a high level now and had a nice couple throws or had a nice couple of good days here. Um, you know, and, and went on to, to say more positive things about him and how he's really stepped up as a leader, um, that he's starting to move the offense, those types of things. So I think you can read between the tea leaves there. And, and you know, he wanted they – pra- they practiced again on Thursday in pads. They practiced on Saturday in pads. And I think he wants to just, you know, make sure he's he's consistent with it. But the fact that he brought up Justin's name um, without you asking about – you know, if, if one guy had stepped ahead or, or anything like that, um, just validates what we've thought all along, that they were just waiting for Justin to to seize the job and, and become the guy. And from from all accounts, I think he's starting to do that. I think the comfort is finally there. Um, you know, the, the bits and pieces that we've seen of practice, he looks good, he looks sharp. Uh, and, you know, I think if you watch the, the videos Ohio State puts out, obviously those are, are highlights, and you can only take so much from that. But some of the throws he's made have been good. Now, on the on the flip side, I think, you know, there will still be some, um, you know, growing pains early in the season. We saw that with Dwayne Haskins last year, and obviously he turned out to be just fine. But, uh, you know, Justin Fields is a true sophomore coming into this new system, uh, you know, much more of a, a runner than, than Dwayne Haskins was. So I, I think that, you know, there will be some growing pains, but I think that, that Justin Fields has finally started to seize this job as we expected that he would. And, you know, whether it's Monday or whether Ryan waits a day or two after that, uh, he will be named starting quarterback here very soon. Yeah, that's a really good point that you made about, you know, when Ryan Day was asked about the quarterbacks, he wasn't even asked about Justin Fields, and he went right into talking about how well Justin Fields is doing and how he's improved and had a you know, a couple of good days of practice in a row after the scrimmage when there was talk that, you know, he was okay, but maybe Gunnar Hoke outplayed him. Of course, Gunnar Hoke was going with, against the twos, and, Justin Fields is going against the ones. Um, of course, that means you're playing with the twos, too, if you're the quarterback. Um, so um, that, that was very telling that Ryan Day went in to just to talk about all of the great things that Justin Fields is doing without even being prompted. And, and a lot of fans out there, Patrick, I'm sure wondering, like, well, what, what's, what is with this song and dance? Just name – we all know Justin Fields is the guy, just name him the quarterback. Well, here's one thing I want to throw out there. Ryan Day promised Gunnar Hoke a chance to compete for the job, and I don't think he wanted that just to be one week of camp. Or one, you know, he wanted to give him a fair shot, even though he probably thought there's a 
0.0001% chance of Gunnar Hoke winning the job. He wanted to give him a fair chance after he told Gunnar Hoke when he was recruiting him from Kentucky um, to come here. He said he's going to give him a legitimate chance to compete for the job. And I think Ryan Day is just trying to live up to his work. For those that are out there wondering, like, what the heck's going on? Yeah, I think that there's there's two reasons there. The the one side is that that you know he wants to be known as a coach that you know he says you're gonna have a chance to compete for the job, whether that's in recruiting or whether that's in the transfer portal. Um, you know he's he's going to give you that shot, and you know if if you know the the word spreads that Gunnar Hoke hey, had a really good opportunity to win the job in camp, and and you know that's what Ryan Day promised him, then you know, that, that will matriculate out there and, and people hear that about Ryan Day. On the other side, I don't think he wants to become a coach that's known as a guy who's going to hand a quarterback or any position a job just because, you know, he's a five-star kid or, or whatnot. You know, I think he wanted Justin to come in, like I said, and, and earn this job, um, you know, and prove that he is the quarterback that was recruited out of high school, um, you know, that showed in flashes at Georgia last year. But, now in the Ohio State system and whatnot, he's got to prove that he can, you know, move the ball, become the leader, um, you know, throw the ball accurately. All, all those things that Ryan Day wants in a quarterback, he, he's got to earn that. And, you know, I think that that will also, you know, spread um, that, hey, you know, if you come to Ohio State, regardless of the position, you know, you've got to earn the job. You're, you're you know, five-star, four-star, three-star, whatever it is. You've got to you've got to prove you're the best guy at that position and and earn that job and you know I think both of those things put together are part of the reason that you know this has you know dragged out because I don't think Justin has has fully won it quite yet um, you know and and maybe he has as of you know Thursday or Wednesday or or he will Saturday or whatever but you know I think that's part of the reason that it's gone this far into camp. Looking at running back, um, specifically the backup running backs, we know all about the starting running back, J.K. Dobbins. Um, but Ryan Day, you know, last time we got a chance to talk to him, said they, they still didn't have a legitimate running uh, backup running back. But they got a lot of guys that are, I shouldn't say a lot, you know, they got a few guys in the mix that, that they like. Um, the true freshman, I, I don't know about Demario McCall. I don't know how much they like Demario McCall, just be honest. I mean, when we were out there, he's working with the wide receivers. He wasn't working with the running backs. We were out there at the last practice. Um, but the true freshman, Marcus Crowley, there's been a lot of hype about Marcus Crowley. He enrolled early, went through spring ball. We got a chance to see him, and he sounds like he's been doing really well. Sounds like he had a good scrimmage. We didn't get a chance to see the scrimmage, but it sounds like he played well. Steel Chambers, another true freshman, he did not enroll early, so he just got here in the summer. He got his black stripe off. Sounds like he's doing pretty well. So just uh, what are you seeing? What are you hearing at the running back position? I think it's very interesting because we expected – that Demario McCall, Master Teague would kind of either one of them would step up and seize that backup role, or they would kind of handle it together. And because Master Teague has been hurt, because Demario McCall seems to be, you know, for whatever reason, a forgotten guy, as you mentioned, he's he's not practicing with the running backs from the the little bit that we've seen, and, and maybe that's, you know, not true um, once once they kick us out of there. But you know, again, those those pictures, those highlight videos that Ohio State puts up, and I haven't seen much of Demario McCall at all. Um, so, you know, I, I, my initial thought was, Hey, these guys will, between the two of them, they're going to be fine at backup running back, but it has been the true freshman that we've seen a lot of. And I think that's been very positive. You know, uh, these guys, well, you know, not, not five star guys necessarily, both were, were pretty highly recruited. Um, and like, as you said, we've heard good things about Marcus Crowley. We saw what he could do in the spring, um, and into the spring game when he had a touchdown in that game. 
And you know, I've heard a lot of good things about Steel Chambers, who you know, some people thought coming in he would end up moving to linebacker, but it seems like they really like him at running back. Um, now with two freshmen, you've got to prove, kind of like in every position, but you've got to prove you can do, do more than carry the ball. And Ryan Day talked about this. Um, you know, it's got to be ball security first, but they've got to be able to, to pass block. He talked about how good a guy like J.K. Dobbins and, and Mike Weber were last year at helping to protect Dwayne Haskins. Um, and obviously that's a, a thing that goes well beyond those two. You know, Ezekiel Elliott's probably one of the best examples, but Carlos Hyde is good at it and, and so on and so forth. So that's not something a lot of uh, high school running backs have to think about a ton. So that's something that both young guys will have to pick up. But in terms of carrying the ball, um, the, the impact they can make on the offense, I think these two are starting to show that they can do that. And now it's going to be about picking up those other, <clears throat> excuse me, those other little things that uh, that you know make you a, a more complete back and allow you to get on the field. But it would not surprise me if you see one or both of these guys because I think they are really impressing in fall camp. Yeah, I think Crowley's definitely going to play, and uh, it's good to have Master Teague back. I don't want to gloss over that. I'm glad you brought him up because yeah. he's been out, and having him back is, is big. He was my pick to come in, coming into camp to be the backup running back, um, and I, I'm not giving up on him just because he was banged up to start a, to start camp. It's not like he's doing anything wrong. He just got banged up start of camp and, and missed a week or a week and a half of practice. So it's good to have Master Teague back. Uh, I want to close talking uh, just a little bit about defense, specifically at linebacker. We've talked so much about Tuff Borland and Pete Werner. Uh, a lot of fans, that, you know, are not big fans of those two. Um, I'm, and, you know, Ohio State fans, I don't want to speak for everybody. There's a lot of Ohio State fans that I'm sure like both of those young men. Um, I'll tell you who likes both of those young men. is Every coach we talk to, doesn't matter if it was Luke Fickle on his way out the door or Bill Green talked to Luke Fickle on the way out. You know, he took the UC job and asked him, well, what a, of these recruits coming in, which one are you going to miss rec- uh, coaching the most? And he said, Pete Werner. That was Luke Fickle. I never coached Pete Werner, but just loved him from recruiting him and said, I'm going to miss, uh, that's the one guy I'm going to regret like not being able to coach. Greg Schiano also loved Pete Werner. Um, and now you have Greg Madison saying how much he loves Pete Werner. And they're saying the same thing about Tough Borland as well. So those that are wondering, are the linebacker jobs up for grabs? No. Tough Borland's going to be the starting middle linebacker. Pete Werner is going to be the starting Sam. And I think they're going to rotate at middle linebacker. I don't know how much they're going to rotate at Sam because they really like Pete Werner. Um, and they feel he can be a three-down linebacker. It's also interesting, Patrick, that the Sam and the Bullet are pretty much the same thing. So that could hurt, hurt Brendan White's playing time the fact that they like Pete Werner so much. Just unpack all that for me. Well, for the, for the Sam and the Bullet, I think it's going to be a very fluid situation. Um, I think that, from my understanding, is yeah, their, their base defense, so to speak, will be that 4-3 with a, with a Sam linebacker in there. And I, I agree with you. I think that will be Pete, Pete Werner. Um, but I think it's going to depend on what the opponent does. You know, against Wisconsin, I think they'll be in and teams that play that way they'll be in that 4-3 quite a bit. But, again, spread teams that, you know, have athletic tight ends, Greg Madison brought that up the other day, or, or a slot receiver they need to cover. While they trust Pete Warner, um, maybe more than people like, to, to do that, um, they also know they have Brandon White, who's been working almost exclusively from what we've seen with the linebackers in that role. So I think it's going to change a lot. You know, they also have the nickel package with, with Sean Wade in there, um, you know, <laughs> Greg Madison even brought up the penny defense the other day, which is one you don't hear about very often. So I think this is going to be a defense that, that can kind of uh, amoeba its way into to whatever it needs based on its personnel. Um, but in terms of, of you know, those, those three linebackers, Malik Harrison is for sure the starter. 
Um, I do think it's going to be Baron Browning, or I'm sorry, I do think it's going to be Tuff Borland as well, and there will be rotation with Baron Browning and Taraja Mitchell. They said that Baron Browning has practiced almost exclusively at uh, middle linebacker, but that the the Will and Mike linebackers are, are almost interchangeable in the way that they want to play. Um, and then Pete Warner, and I think going back to, to this summer when we went to the coaches clinic and we were able to see some footage from practice last year um, when Al Washington was talking, one of the things I noticed was just the number of times that he used uh, Tuff Borland and Pete Warner as an example of look at what this guy's doing and singling them out in, in practice footage. And, you know, maybe that didn't quite matriculate onto the game field last year. Um, but I think you can see why coaches love these guys because they do the right things in practice. Uh, they handle their business. And, you know, let's, let's keep in mind, both of these guys were, you know, sophomores, I think, uh, last year. And, you know, Tuff Borland had been around a little bit longer but and played more. But, you know, young guys, and, and Greg Madison made that point last, year, last week or this week, I guess, um, that, you know, we have a lot of guys coming back on defense, don't we? Well, that means that our defense was pretty young last year. So, you know, I'm willing to trust these coaches. It's a new coaching staff. You know, they have no allegiance to these guys and see what they put out on the field, how they perform. We've talked about Tough Borland being injured last year. Obviously, this was the first real starting snaps for, for Pete Warner. So development does happen. Let's remember that. Just because we don't see every day in practice, uh, players get better. There's been countless examples of that um, in football history. So I'm willing to trust what, what the coaches are saying, what they see, and wait and see you know how these linebackers play, how this defense plays with the personnel they put on the field um, on August 31st. Great stuff, as always, from Patrick Murphy. Really appreciate it, Patrick. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.